Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I'm going to be flying solo because I'm recording late as heck, which, uh, you know, not, maybe not necessarily a bad thing. Maybe I stay on top of the uh, injury news a little bit uh, better than than before, but well, you guys be the judge of that. Let us know. Leave us a review and stuff like that. Uh, we, we love that stuff. So, uh, But, hey, it's Friday. I know you guys are super excited because, uh, hey, you know, you're going to be able to have the uh, next couple days off. Not me. Uh, I don't do that. I get Tuesdays off, but in uh, and, and another day of the week, but uh, no, it's okay. I'm glad you guys get the days off. You guys should enjoy it. We have an eight-game main slate for your Friday, and I uh, got some injury news to stay on top of. The biggest one probably at the very top of my list here, Joel Embiid, questionable with a foot injury. Definitely got to stay on top of that one. We've got Darren Fox already ruled out with a personal issue uh, of some kind. Kevin Porter Jr. is still out. Uh, Jalen Green out with a calf injury still. So I wanted to mention both those guys. And we've got on the Rockets as well, Jabari Smith Jr. questionable with a hip injury. So lots of Rockets uh, assisting that tank as we come down the uh, the stretch here towards the uh, All-Star break. We've got Rudy Gobert still questionable with that groin injury. We'll have to see what, uh, what goes on there. Jeremy Grant is questionable with a concussion. Also for the Portland Trailblazers, we have Nurkic out already with a calf injury. Just want to remind you guys that OG Ananobi is out with that wrist injury. Uh, figured he'd probably miss a little bit of time with that. It looked really nasty. I'm glad he didn't break it. Uh, it seems like uh, everything came back pretty clean, so good for him. Uh, Trey Jones of the Spurs is doubtful with a foot injury, and Sohan, Jeremy Sohan, is out with a back injury. So some uh, some more tanking going on already. Early tank season. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on here. Um, but let's go ahead and move on here. Let's talk about some of these games here. I'm excited, man. Uh, i got a few games circled on my list here. Indiana and Sacramento has got to be at the top of my list. And so uh, you guys know me. You know I love Sacramento. I just love I love them. I mean, I want them to win this season. Like, I love them as a team, like, just in general, like, to root for them. But I also love attacking them in DFS because they uh, they have really high-paced games and a lot of fun, you know, up and down and, and uh, high high-scoring affairs. So... Let's talk about Devonta Simone's at 10-1, though. Indiana. The team that just traded him not that long ago. I mean, it's been a while now, but there's still got to be some kind of feelings there. So you got the narrative angle there, but you also have no De'Aaron Fox here. So a lot of the offense is going to run through through Devonta Simone's. I would expect some, maybe some inflated assist numbers. I expect maybe a few more touches, you know, just in general. Few roll points, maybe. I just think there's a. It's going to be hard to fade Devonta Simonis here at ten one. I know the Pacers are a tough team at the center position, basically. You know, Miles Turner is a very good defender, but that doesn't scare me away. If anything, I hope it scares other people away because I think Devonta Simonis is just so important to what the Kings do, and uh, it's going to be even more so. It's going to be amplified without uh, De'Aaron Fox there. So I like Simonis at ten one. Uh, without Fox, also, I mean, I'm thinking, looking at some, taking a look here at Horner at 5400 and Harrison Barnes at 5300. I mean, obviously, those guys, um, not necessarily somebody you're going to gravitate towards uh, just on a whim, not in general, not you know, yeah, I could say, hey, Darren Fox is out, I'm going to go to Kevin Horner and Harrison Barnes. But I think those guys will shoulder, shoulder a little bit more of the offensive load, a little bit more of the shot creation load here, and so I think they might be a little bit of a, I wouldn't say sneaky because I think some people will be on them, but a little bit more of an under owned play on this slate here. Uh, of course, I do got to mention the chalk here, which I am eating. Davion Mitchell at 3,000. Uh, you know, we saw what he did 
last year without De'Aaron Fox in the lineup, without the other guys also, there was the teams the are basically taking at that point. So a little hard to, to expect a huge game out of him, but he does have that kind of ability in him. And, you know, what we're hoping for is, you know, a good 20 DK points here. And I think that's not out of the question here. I think it's pretty easy for him to get to that point as long as he's going to get, you know, 25-plus minutes, which he should get with no De'Aaron Fox. They really have no other backup point guards. They have Della Vadova. I'm not playing Della Vadova. I think you're going to be crazy if you play Della Vadova. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see him playing a lot of minutes. So not, uh, not too worried about that. We also have uh, on the other side of the ball, and this is my this is just a fun stack here. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, ninety two hundred. If you stack Sabonis and Halliburton, the guys that were traded for each other, obviously. Um, I just feel like that's so fun. I'm doing that, and the one lineup I've made so far. But you know what? Thirty six minutes in his return game, his return to the lineup. I think that is uh, speaks wonders to like what what's going on here. Now, of course, we have to make sure he plays. It's a back to back. Uh, it's his first game back in the last in the last one, I believe it was. I think it was right, and so I, he might get held out of that back to back. It's like we have to back to back here, so you got to be patient on that as well. But as long as he's playing, I mean, he got thirty six minutes in his return. I mean, if he's playing, I mean, I, there's no doubt he gets thirty two plus minutes. And uh, he's Tyrese Halliburton, man. He's a all star, man. Come on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I uh, I love Hallie here at ninety two hundred. I love running him back. Uh, with uh, Demontis Simonis. So I think that's a really uh, fun stack there. Uh, let's talk about the – let's just move down the list here. Let's talk about the Philadelphia 76ers and the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Embiid is the big question mark here, so I do want to talk about that. If there is no Embiid, I've got some interest in this game. If there is Embiid, I think Embiid's obviously got to be a play for you. Uh, the Spurs are just dreadful at guarding opposing centers. Um, Jakob Pertl. Uh, probably going to play some minutes there, but he's just not an imposing big man. I think uh, Joel Embiid should eat just fine there. But if there is no Embiid, I think you know a lot of people are going to gravitate towards James Harden at 9,600. I think that's fine. I'm probably not going to end up with him. Probably in any of my lineups, honestly. But uh, I think it's fine. I, I get the reasoning if you go that, that route. I'm looking more so at uh, a couple of other guys, though. I'm looking at Tobias Harris at 6,000 if there's no Embiid. And even more so, probably the, my favorite play here is Tyrese Maxey at 5,900 if there's no Embiid. Um, just more offense to go around. James Harden's more of a, of, of a facilitator these days. He's not really going off for those 40-point games anymore. He can, he can give you 20, 25, you know. Um, but he's not really doing that anymore. He's not the guy that's, uh, that's dominating the ball in that way. He's more of a facilitator. So... I'm looking for the guys around him to kind of go off. So Maxi and Tobias are the guys I'm really keyed in on here. And I think I'm more so keyed in on Maxi just based on my other plays in the slate here and uh, needing the guard position a little bit more. Um, speaking of guards, though, on the other side of the ball, I do like some Josh Richardson as a kind of a, a GPP stab here at 4,800. You know, I think uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are a tough matchup for anybody, but if there's anybody in the Spurs that has the skill, and there's going to be no Devin Vassell, of course, uh, no, uh, uh, Sohan, there's going to be some offensive touches to go around here. And, you know, Josh Richardson's kind of on a quest here, I think, to get out of the San Antonio and get to a team that's actually trying to win. Uh, and not that he's not, you know, he's still pretty relatively young. I think any team that gets him is going to get a pretty good, uh, deal here. A good, a good player now, uh, and probably for the next, you know, five, six years. I think he's a very decent player. I don't know why the Heat gave up him so early, but, uh, I think he's a skilled I think he's probably, if I'm going to guess on any of the Spurs, uh, aside from Kelton Johnson, that's going to be able to handle this Philadelphia defense 
it would be Josh Richardson. So I do like him a little bit as a GPP play here. And guys, if you like these calls, if you like all this stuff here, you like this pod, go get the DFS pass for me, please. It's so cheap. Like it's literally five dollars a month. Like you can like try to think what you, you what even is five dollars a month in terms of like a subscription. I don't think there's anything out there that's that cheap. So go get it. Sign up. Come join us. Ask us questions in the Discord. DFS pass at sportsethos.com. Go sign up for it right now. Let's talk about a little bit about Toronto and Houston. Pascal Siakam, ninety one hundred. Yeah, uh, up against Houston Rockets. I think he'll probably be a little bit overlooked here. I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards that. You know, James Harden, Dwight Sabonis, even Halliburton. And I'm doing that too, so I'm not like you know saying I'm, I'm not at fault here. But if you're playing GPP, you're playing a lot of lineups, I would ex- definitely have some exposure there to Pascal Siakam at 9,100. I think he's going to have a really, really solid game here. Uh, I have a bet as PRA over, which is at 37.5. Yeah, let me just go ahead and mention it. Wager pass play. Doom, boom, dropping it right in the middle of the pot. Well, boom, big old uh, wager pass bomb right in the middle of this uh, podcast here. Uh, 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists. That's at minus 120, I believe, on, on DraftKings right now. Let's verify that. Sorry, guys. One second here. Oh, that's only minus 105. Perfect. Minus 105 on DraftKings. Yeah, I already, I went ahead and grabbed that. I played his over at 36.5 in the last game. He fouled out with like two minutes left and, and still got me the over. So just a match made in heaven for anybody here against the Houston Rockets. I really don't know who's going to guard him uh, on that Rockets team. I mean, who guards anyone on the Rockets team? <laughs> That's a good question. But yeah, Pascal Siakam, 9,100. I think you have to take a few stabs at him and GPPs for sure. Uh, Boucher, Bobby Boucher. Chris Boucher at 4,100. Another guy I think that uh, is, gets overlooked quite often. He's I've been playing him a little bit here and there. Uh, in my GPPs, he hasn't quite had that game yet where he's just absolutely gone off. And this could very well be the one. This could be the one, my guys and my girls. Uh, against the Houston Rockets here, just, uh, I mean, you know, not like I say, it's like a great game for him. He's not like that kind of guy that gets up and down the floor quickly. I mean, but he is a live, you know, big man that likes to duck the basketball, uh, get transition buckets, shoots threes. You know, I think he could get to that 35, 40 DK point, uh, you know, ceiling in this one. It could happen. And he's only 4,100, so there you go. On the other side of the ball, I got to mention my boy, virtually a lock for me at this point, Tari Eason at 5,800. I mean, he can pretty much pencil in this guy for 35 DK points a night, even against a really tough defense here in, Tor- in Toronto. Uh, I really don't have a problem doing that. You know, the way he gets his baskets is, is hustle, uh, athleticism. And not to say that the the Raptors aren't athletic or, or something like that. I'm not saying I'm not saying that at all. Uh, no way. But uh, I just think it, it's as long as you know you've got Jabari Smith Jr. possibly out. If he's out, obviously that's that gets him even more of a boost. But you've got no Kevin Porter Jr. You got no Jalen Green. Someone's got to score here. And you know Kevin Martin Jr. is fine. Whatever. Sure. Eric Gordon fine. Whatever. Sure. Tar Easton's the guy I'm looking at though. That's uh, if I'm a Houston Rockets fan, I'd be the most excited about. For his future, and I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I think it's a pretty run-of-the-mill uh, statement there. Pretty uh, average take, not, not hot at all. Um, lukewarm take, not even lukewarm. Pretty cold, honestly. Not freezing though. It's not a freezing take. Uh, anyways, let's move on. Though. Let's talk about Atlanta Hawks and the Utah Jazz. I do have some interest in this game. I got interest in marketing at eighty-four hundred. I just don't see anyone else in that price range. You know, 
slightly below the other guys. So if you need to have a little bit of a price saver at top because you're more interested in some of the mid-range guys, which that's not me in this one. Sometimes it is, though, so I get it. 8400 for Laurie Markkinen against a pretty dreadful Atlanta Hawks defense. Makes sense to me. I could see him being, you know, getting enough, getting as many DK points as those guys in that 9 to 9,500 range. So saves you about a thousand there. Uh, on the other side of the ball, a guy I'm way more excited about here is Clint Capella, 6,100. I do, uh, I'm, I'm, don't want to give away too many wage pass plays. So go get the wage pass also. It's part of the 360, Sports Ethos 360 pass, sportsethos.com. That's where you can sign up and get both of those and all of those uh, passes. But anyways, uh, Clint Capella, 6,100. Um, yeah. It's uh, against Utah Jazz, against Walker Kessler. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm going to be watching that a little bit. I want to see how Walker Kessler handles a uh, you know high flyer above the rim, blocking the basketball type center. I mean, I think he'll do fine. I think Walker Kessler is a, a talented guy. I'm not like entirely on the Walker Kessler hype train, but I'm pretty well on it. I've got like one and a half feet on it. Not two feet in. One and a half feet in. Um, but I do think, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup there. I do think, though, Capella at 6,100 is just a little bit underpriced there. I think he's definitely going to get a double-double for you. And I think blocks are in, in play here, too. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a yeah, pretty decent ceiling there on Clint Capella. Uh, Washington Wizards and the Portland Trailblazers. I've got to put my guy Bradley Beal at 7,400 on there. I've been riding this Beal train for a little while now. He is a previous, what was it, 2019 that he was almost the, or was he the the, the scoring champion of the NBA? I think he might have ended up second, maybe. Was he first? I can't remember. I mean, who really cares who leads the NBA in scoring? Like, whatever. But uh, he was up there. This is a score, man. He is an absolute scorer. Uh, still getting his legs under him a little bit from the injury, being out all season, basically. Portland Trailblazers, though, maybe no Jeremy Grant, who's like kind of the anchor of their defense. I don't know. Things could get ugly here. And uh, I know I played in the last one, Bradley Beal, and I think he had like 44 or 8 points or something like that. So looking for something like that again, I think it's very possible here. Another guy that could be a little bit of price here for you, uh, a little step down here from the top guys if you want to go a little bit more of the mid-range route. Uh, but a guy I'm probably even more excited about and more sold on is Denny Avija at 5,000. I think people are going to forget about him a little bit because of the uh, postponed game. Didn't play in the last one, so they haven't been rostering him for about three or four days now. And, yeah, I mean, once I said Ryosh Morale, I think he scored like 32 or so DK points and over in three straight games. And, you know, look, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing that continues. But I do think as long as those minutes are there, the usage is there, I, I don't see any reason he's going to score less than, you know, 30 DK points, which is 6x value at 5,000. If he has a stinker, he's probably going to put up 25. That's 5x value. I mean, it's not going to kill you. I don't think he's got a crazy high ceiling. He's not gonna, probably not going to score, you know, 45, 50 DK points. It's just not going to happen. It's not really... What he does, but at five thousand, yeah, just just go get him. Let me lineups. He's nearly a lock for me as well. Um, I do have some interest. Like, uh, you know, I'll mention him at the end here. Um, let's talk about the Detroit Pistons and Charlotte Hornets game here. 
couple of guys I got here. And it's on the Detroit side against against the Charlotte Hornets, who are just still not very good. Uh, I know my Bulls just just beat them tonight, and uh, you know they should have because the Hornets are. I don't know if you'd say worst team in the league. I mean, the Spurs exist and they're tanking. It's hard to say because it doesn't feel like the Spurs are really trying to, uh, you know, not win games. But still, I think the uh, Hornets are giving them a run for their money. They're not very good. Uh, so, yeah, I have some interest here in Bojan Bogdanovic at 6,600. He's got to be licking his chops here. Probably one of the last chances to do, do a little bit of a showcase here for the trade deadline. Probably looking to get to a contender. And I think the Pistons have every reason to inflate his value as much as possible and try to do that for him. Because the Pistons are also not very good. Let's not be beat around the bush here. They had okay Cunningham, so it's rough, a little rough to, to judge them uh, entirely. They give some promising pieces. Probably more promising than Charlotte, honestly. But... Uh, I digress. Uh, I think Bojan could have a very big game here at 6,600. I think, uh, you know, I definitely have a lot of interest in him there. And, you know, do you want to go Bojan? Do you want to go Paolo? Oh, I haven't mentioned him yet. Paolo Bencaro, 6,800. I've got interest in him as well. I guess the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think he's going to be a slept on here. That's such a low price for Paolo. Uh, but I'll talk about him. Sorry. So do you want to go Bojan or, or, or Bencaro? Uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not sure. I'm going back and forth. I think right now I've got... Bojan just because he fits my uh, salary. That's the only reason. All right, the other guy I want to mention on Detroit, though, Jalen Duren at 5,400. Had some monster games. Hasn't been having monster games recently. But this is the Charlotte Hornets. We all know where to attack the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> you attack them at the center position. I, mm, yeah, I think Jalen Durant might be my lock of the day. So I've got like three guys, or I got two guys that are almost locks. I think Jalen Durant's my one lock. I think he's going to be chalky. I think a lot of people are going to have him, but that's okay. I don't mind. Fifty four hundred is just so such a good price point there for a center. Pretty much guaranteed to put up value for you there. Yeah. That's my chalk I'm eating for sure. Let's talk about Ben Carroll, though, against Minnesota. So, yeah, I'm flipping the script a little bit here. You guys know I usually uh, go with my guy, Anthony Edwards. Uh, not too into him here. I think he's fine if you want to go with Anthony Edwards. I, I can't really argue against that, though. He's, like, uh, nearly 10000 though. You know, kind of value is just kind of squeezed out at that point. And, I mean, Ben Carroll's he's been in the mid-7,000s pretty much all season. I'm getting a pretty cheap discount here on him. Um, I mean, what are we looking for here? He's at sixty eight hundred. We're looking for like a forty forty five DK point game. Mm, I mean, I ain't get that. It's a little tough, maybe. I absolutely think he can get there, though. I think he could. I'm very high on this young kid. I think he's a very talented player. Uh, all right, let's move on, though. Let's talk about Thrive Fantasy. If you aren't signed up at Thrive, go use promo code ETHOS to get your first deposit match up to 250 bucks, And you're going to pick some player props. And you're going to win some money. You uh, pick five or ten uh, player props in a tournament. And the highest score wins a share of the prize pool. I do have a couple here, just two plays here. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to play this late. Not super excited about it, but 
Let me see, uh, Siakam, Pascal Siakam, over 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists. You guys know I'm playing that in real life. It's 105 points here against the Houston Rockets. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm snagging it all day. Snagging that all day. Uh, you know, he didn't even shoot it well in the last one, and he hit me 36.5 or so. He's going to get easier looks in this one. So, yeah, I think 37.5 is definitely within reach. Uh, Laurie Markin over 8.5 rebounds. That's 95 points against Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, no, no reason to believe he won't be able to grab that. Um, you know, John Collins and Clint Capella are good rebounders. No doubt about it. He's going to be playing next more next to uh, Kelly Olenek. That's the thing that probably makes me like this the most, is that Kelly Olenek is more of a perimeter-oriented big. And so uh, as long as he's out there a little bit, I think Laurie has a good chance to go over 8.5 rebounds. But that's going to do it for us, guys. That's going to do it for me. I'm going to go hit the sack and hopefully enjoy these Friday games with you guys. But if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at, at Keith. And please do subscribe and like the show wherever you're listening. Tell your friends about it. Tell your family. Tell all your DFS buddies and fantasy buddies all about our show. We love you guys. We need to spread the word a little bit more. So help me out with that and get people listening. I would greatly appreciate it. But until next time, go get that money. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.